Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Record. Yeah, okay. Welcome back to Quick Resume Episode 2, everyone. Um, today, of course, um, you wouldn't be surprised to know that um, my best bud, my brother, Mr. Tim, is here to join us. Um, how are you? How are you today? How's the uh, day been? How's the week been? Uh, uh, I am very good. The, yeah, yeah. The week's been uh, the week's been long, but it's Friday and it's uh, it's quick resume time, so I can't complain. <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, there's plenty of stuff to go over. So Ooh, yeah, is there? To it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're probably looking at the notes. Last week the notes was like three pages long. This week is like six, and we've got less time. Not a yeah. problem. It's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what, um, so week's been all right. What have, what have you been playing this week? Playing anything in particular? Uh, this week I have mainly just been playing, uh, Apex Legends, uh, with you mainly, um, and, uh, and a couple other buds as well. Um, just, just on that, uh, on that rank grind. Well, mm. we got kind of th- thrown off the rank grind. Oh, yeah. Um, but we're sort of warming back up to it. Try, Trying to hit masters, so uh, the, the yeah, rank grind that... is—it's just real. It's so real, yeah. It really is. It's—it's it's... It's so real. It's like it's, it's like, like yeah, like gold to diamond is sort of high, high plat's quite tough, but then mate from from diamond to masters is just like crazy. Yeah. But maybe one day, maybe one day. <laughs> I do. Do you, I, I do have like moments of self awareness where I do start doubting myself. I'm like. I don't know if I'm cut out for this anymore. Am I getting old? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. yeah, yeah. It, it really is that, and it is quite a twitchy shooter as well. Um, but and yeah, and it's just it's it's one of those things you always doubt yourself. You always doubt the characters you play as well, trying yeah. to change up the team comps and everything. But it's all part of the fun. Um, totally. Every every loss is a learning experience. Yeah, isn't it? Um, but I think that's yeah. what like that's always what brings you back with these sorts of games, though, isn't it? It's like you it's easy to be like get angry get killed whatever and be like oh they were fucking fucking right <laughs> but like really you know it's not you know it's like because of a million different variables then you've got half of them wrong or you know, that sort of thing so yeah there's always stuff yeah, to work 100%. on that's what makes it interesting sweet so lots yeah, of apex sure. on your end i mean obviously i've been playing apex with you um the battle pass grind the rank grind all of that um, and I've been playing, I think I mentioned last week, I've been playing a bit of Gears Tactics still. Um, I'm loving mm. playing that on my um, on my Razer Kishi, on the little um, portable uh, phone holder thing. Uh, it works really well. It's an absolute treat. Um, the sticks right. are a bit weird. I hate bad sticks on controllers. And they're like, they're not good, but the rest of it is like pretty well built. Um, Is like, it better, yeah. than, better than Switch sticks? No. No, it's no, worse. Switch Yeah, Dang, but yeah. they just feel a bit um, like stiff. But they're, you know, they're alright. They get the job. You're not going to be playing any Apex ranks on a Razer Kishi anyway. So you know, it's no, you know, it, it's suited. It's perfectly suited for a game like Gears. Anyway, game's really good. Um, I am hitting a bit of a one of the big criticisms people keep talking about with Gears Tactics is like the side missions, and it's kind of like filler. It's kind of cool because you go and get loot. 
But as the game goes on, they give you more that you have to go through. They give you like five and they're like, oh, go do three out of these five. And then as the game goes on and on, you get more and more of them to do. And it's like, I, I just kind of want to play the store. Oh, it's fine. They actually, they actually lock you in to doing the sides. Yeah, like sometimes between a couple of missions, yeah, there's like a scheduled like side mission break, yeah, where you just yeah, have to... I don't like that. Yeah, and it's it's fine, like because the, the missions are quite varied and stuff, but it's like, sometimes it's just too many. Sometimes they're like, yeah, do three. And it's like, oh, I don't want to do three. Maybe do, well, I'll do one. I'll, I'll do the other ones if I want the loot, because there's like, you know, loads of loot and good shit. But mm. yeah, anyway, that's what I've been playing. That's um, that's all been good. Um, nice. So yeah, that's that's definitely on my list to play as well. So yeah, um, yeah, I'll get around to that as well. Sick man, add it to the backlog. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we um we we better get started then. So I mean, I had I've been very diligent this week in making my notes um, chronological, uh, but. <laughs> Half of the news is actually being invalidated by what happened yesterday anyway, so we're just going to jump right to yesterday, and then we're going to skip back to the beginning of the week and go through. So, I mean, we're obviously going to start with um, the big the big thing happened, as we said it all would. What, what big thing? A big thing. What big thing? I don't remember anything happening yesterday. Um, I clipped my rabbit's toenails for the first time in <laughs> Oh, months. that's a big thing. <laughs> they were. They were like talons, like eagle talons. Um but other than that, um, this little windy studio, Bethesda, joined Xbox, and that all got confirmed. That's all been locked in, and there was this hour-long roundtable with um, loads of different people from Bethesda and Xbox, and it was it was a treat to be a part of. Yeah. What a weird time to be alive in gaming. It's, it's always still a bit surreal, to be honest, but wow. Any thoughts? It's pretty... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty bonkers, um, and... Uh, I didn't watch the entire like roundtable thing that you were talking about. Um, yeah. I did tune in slightly when when you sent me the link, um, but I definitely watched that uh, that intro trailer, which was uh, blinded by high. the lights. Yeah. That one, yeah, it was so good. Wasn't yeah, it? that was pretty hype, and it was so cool how they like integrated it all within. Um, the first party studios that are currently with Xbox. Yeah, yeah. You know, like all like the gears, like cutscenes and then like like Halo things were like appearing on the monitors and stuff like that. It yeah. was all just like really well like edited. Um and it was it was pretty hype. I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Definitely. Cool. I felt it felt like a, a fan trailer and I mean that in the best way. It felt like a like a well made fan trailer. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like a fan, yeah. but like it anyway, yeah, it was sick. It was I liked how it was like all the studios and like we spoke about last week. The, the first party studios, or whether you call them first party or not, all of the studios under Xbox, there's so many now. I think 24 is the number we landed on, wasn't it? And it's, um, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's bonkers. Um, yeah, the, the round table was really good. Um, but yeah, if you get a chance, definitely watch it. Like, Toddy Howard was there. Um, legendary game Todd. dev. Yeah, he was like, from minute one, there was like banter between Phil and Todd and it was great. They were like, yeah. he, because... He said, uh, what was it, Todd said something about it being the cleanest video feed he's watched so far, obviously, because they were in person. And Phil was like, are you already doing ads for Microsoft? It was fucking... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, they, they, they go quite quite away back, they I do. feel like, Todd, Todd and Phil. They, they've always had that that bit of banter between them. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're... Uh, Todd, Todd is... I, I think they both know their kind of memes. <laughs> so, like, they, yeah. they definitely embrace it, which is yeah. cool, which is cool. 
yeah, it was it was sicker, man. If you get an hour and you just have a drink or whatever, worth listening to. Um, really interesting insights. They also go through Pete Hines presented it, like I said, he's the marketing and community manager, and he was um, he's a really good host. This sort of format makes me think that they should just fuck off inside Xbox and just do this instead. This was way more inside interesting. Inside Xbox, I I don't actually I haven't watched Inside Xbox in a while. Nobody does. It's only me. It's just yeah. me. It's literally just <laughs> you're me. the one yeah. person. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah it really is anyway they're always yeah. really I didn't realise that was still going yeah it is they, the last one they did was the most respectable one because they had like um, they showed off the trailer for Everwild there um, and I think they announced oh, cool. something else as well maybe Gears Tactics come into console I don't know it wasn't too bad but usually the format's just a bit I don't want to use the word cringe because that's what other people would use. But it's, it's not really. It's just it's, it's just a bit too playful, and I don't want to sound yeah. like a twat. It's just like it's, it's cheesy. It's yeah, cheesy. it's a bit cheesy. And it's scripted, and it's it's um, yeah, for sure. Like you want everyone to have fun, but like this format was a nice in between. Like everybody was clearly enjoying themselves. It wasn't too scripted, but it was like yeah. really informative. And like I think when people watch these shows, they don't need it to be megaton after megaton, you know. But they want to like they want it to be engaging, not just people talking about nothing you know so anyway they went through yep. all of the studios um and got we got into like you know people behind the curtain for all the studios and all things like that and it was um nothing no real announcements other than you know 20 games pass games coming uh to, to games pass today um, yeah that's it and the the um marketing executive of xbox aaron greenberg he's gotten into a real good pattern of under promising and over over delivering he's a he kept getting criticized for hyping things up too much but now he keeps saying don't expect anything nothing much is going to be going on and then there is usually a pretty good announcement so he's um he's clearly learning but yeah that was um i think we can all agree a pretty sick surprise um so i think as sort of a a branch off from this one of the biggest things that has been speculated about all week um, which, by the way, I had a lot of restraint not messaging you about throughout the week. I'm, I'm quite proud of myself. Um, <laughs> it was about the whole exclusivity question, and we did go over this a bit last week, and as did all the other thousands of podcasts, um, absolutely done this to death. Um, I think I spent half my time talking on forums to people and going back and forth on it because it's just such a weird thing. Um, of course, earlier in the week, on Tuesday... They put out an Xbox article. Did you read that at all? When they, when, when they officially joined, an article came out from Phil Spencer and, and gave a little talk around it. I did not read that article. No. no. There wasn't... I mean, it wasn't... It, basically, he was just saying, you know, it's gone through, yada, yada, yada. And at one point, he said... Um, the And there are going to be some exclusives on Xbox and PC. And so this kind of mm. was like... It, it somehow made everything worse. Like it, it gave more questions than it did answers because everyone was like, "What does the word some mean? Are we going to get some exclusives?" Anyway, they sat down for this roundtable, you know, yesterday, and like the first thing that Phil basically said was like, "Look, <laughs> please listen to what I'm saying. Like this is this is the, this is what's going on with the exclusivity status." And just to read it to you word for word because it's worth it's worth sort of um, going over sort of quote unquote. He said, so obviously I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is exclusive because we know that's just not true. There's contractual obligations that we're going to see through and as we always do in every one of these instances. We have games that exist on other platforms and we're going to go to support those games on the platforms they're on. There's communities of players. We love those communities and we'll continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be things that uh, have either contractual things or legacy on different platforms that we'll go do. 
But if you're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know about this uh, is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Games Pass exists. And that was kind of nail in the coffin for that discussion because everybody was like, well, uh, aside from the outliers, um, you know, ESO already existing multi-platform, Fallout 76 already existing multi-platform, Deathloop and yeah. Ghostwire Tokyo, that, again, contractual obligations. Aside from that, this sounds like if there's a platform that has Games Pass on it, it's going on that. And at the moment, that's yeah. Xbox, PC, and uh, Cloud or Android, whatever. So, I mean, it's hard to sort of pull hairs with that, really. it's um, It seems pretty clear-cut that most games going forward are going to be um, exclusive. Which is pretty crazy to think, um, especially with the uh, the upcoming um, Elder Scrolls and everything. Like, surely that falls into that category, upcoming right? Upcoming is a very generous word, but yeah. Yeah, upcoming <laughs> in uh, maybe our lifetime. Yeah, maybe. Um, But like, yeah. yeah, that's pretty crazy to think. I mean, unless there's like a... Pre-contractual obligation already in place for that, mm. um, which they just can't talk about yet, or something like that. You know, based on the fact when the it was announced, and I don't know. There's, there's, there could be some stuff there, there, there like that. Yeah, there's stuff behind uh, the curtains which we don't really know because when Phil, when he speaks about legacy, there, like it's hard to. It, I mean, it really sounds like he means everything's going to be on like exclusive. Uh, but yeah, yeah, like for example, like Wolfenstein Three, like Elder Scrolls Six, like installments, like. It sounds. It still sounds like he's, he intends to make them exclusive, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, even like upcoming ones like we spoke about last week, like Starfield. Um, that was something which I don't know if you heard this. That was something that supposedly Sony was had put, been putting bids in for for timed exclusivity mm. to keep it off Xbox for a year. So yeah, unless there's any contract in place for that, like I just I I really think after after these Deathloop and Ghostwire that are on PlayStation, it's just going to be full exclusive, other than maybe Outliers, maybe Indiana Jones, who knows, but I, Phil's going, yeah. he's doing the whole hog. It's, you know? it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy to think. Um, and it's it's mental. Like, actually just, I don't know, like like you said, it almost like it hasn't sunk in yet. And yeah. then even when you, you just think about like the possibilities and all, all the, it's just, it's crazy. Like, it really is just, absolutely mental and i mean you're even talking just sequels for things that already exist as well like all those things coming into games pass you know we've got like 20 of them or or whatever it was Mm -hmm. like there's probably going to be sequels to a lot of those if not all of them right and you'd like to think those are all exclusives and i mean i know that i pretty much have bought every bethesda game under the sun uh which is in my game library (laughs) and to think that um you know that sort of stuff is not reaching. You know, PlayStation is 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 pretty crazy. Um, mm. Yeah, it almost makes me kind of feel bad. <laughs> PlayStation, well, it really does. Like, I, I'm I'm all about that sharing. You know. Yeah, well, it's it's but, a it's it's that sort of thing, isn't it? The whole the whole exclusivity chat. Like a lot of people will argue that the competition is healthy. Um, you know, I, I, I always say, I always say, if we lived in a world where there were no exclusives, I wouldn't be asking for anyone to make exclusives. But we do, so I am. You know, it's yeah, yeah. it's it's it, it, it's naive, kind of, really, to say we need to get rid of them. Like, I think, you know, especially coming off the back of the PlayStation generation, where they just had, you know, like home run after home run after home run, and the constant criticism that the first party 
first-party studios at Xbox, guys, that you need not just more, but you need better first-party games. And that's been going on for five, six, seven years now. So <laughs> this is the response. We definitely, we definitely took it on board <laughs> for yeah. that criticism. Yeah. That's like I was saying to you earlier as well. It's not just Bethesda. You know, in 20... When was it? 2015, 2016, 2017. Xbox only had four or five first-party studios. They have 24 now. That's crazy. Yeah. Even outside Bethesda, really they just... added like seven or eight. Mental. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, uh, yeah, we really went on a buying spree. We really just went over a little bit. Philly got a hold of the credit card, went yeah. a little bit crazy. They should have capped it. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it yeah. It's what it is. I do like to think that Satya just like left his credit card like on the table. He just snatched it. I was like, right. <laughs> yeah, it just beep, logs beep, on. Beep. 7.5 billion gone? Yeah. What? Yeah, probably wouldn't even notice it. <laughs> True. That is just so much money. Anyway, fucking cool. I think we're both in agreement. That is, that is um, it's mental. really cool. exciting. It's, cool. it's obviously a shame for everybody who is on any other platform who's not going to get to play them anymore. But but I will say, of any platform to get Bethesda, Xbox is the best. has the lowest barrier to entry in all of them. If you wanted to get into an Xbox ecosystem, you can get a Series S really cheap. They're going to drop in price. Even on like xCloud... I think, can you get onto xCloud without an Xbox? No, you can't, can you? Um, yeah. But PC as well, obviously. Like this, is, These are things that other platforms don't really support. You know, PlayStation started putting some of their stuff on PC now, but it's hit or miss, and it's, you know, like years later, Xbox is day and date. So, like, if, you know, as much as it sucks, the, it has the lowest barriers to ent- ent- entrance out of all of the platform holders. Yeah, so for sure. There is that, yeah. at the very least. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was one other thing I just wanted to touch on before we moved on from the whole Bethesda thing, and that was, I think, like you said, uh, the fact that all of those studios are, t- are together is very, very exciting. You know, I think I went on, I spoke about the Coalition a lot as a studio, a first party studio that I really, really like um, under uh, Xbox. Obviously, I love like Ninja Theory for Hellblade as well. They're probably that, Hellblade Two is probably my most anticipated game uh, outside of maybe Avowed or Obsidian. So again, like these studios are fucking amazing, but. Phil specifically picked out id Tech, so the guys who made Doom, and we're, we're familiar with that engine, aren't we? I think they used id Tech for Rage as well, Rage and Rage Two, um, okay. and they developed that 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 engine. Yes, uh, yeah, they do. Yeah, and Phil specifically was like, you know, I'm so excited that we can share this technology that we have like internally as well now. Um, you know, I've been thinking about like what the teams could do with id Tech, and it's just I, I know people spoke about this as a joke when it was first announced back in at the end of last year. But they're like, imagine Halo built on the Doom engine. Like it's just weird. Like I don't know because the possibilities mm-hmm. out even just outside of like the creation of the games, like they, they can share that technology being shared is really cool because id Tech is an amazing engine. Um, yeah, you know, just possibility it boggles the mind. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, the amount of resources that have now just opened up um, for basically, yeah, studios to just be like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess we'll, you know, just just pick whatever engine they want, pick whatever, you know, how they want to build their game and how it will look the best or perform the best. Um, there's just so many options now. It's it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, it's for cool. sure. Outside of just the timeline of what's of what could be coming up. Um, it's yeah, it's just a, yeah, the, the 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 sharing of technology there and the like, the collaboration really is is also sort of super exciting. Um, because Bethesda do some awesome stuff, really. Mm. Um, it makes you think what's going to happen at their E3 event this year. I mean, that's just going to be 
jam-packed. I can't. I, I don't even think they'll be able to do a traditional E3. There'll just be too much. There genuinely will be too much to show. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. They'll just have their own separate E3 and call it like B3. Yeah. <laughs> P3. <sighs> it's, it's, it's fucking um, Phil's Twitter name, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, P3. P3. Um, yeah, so that's all really, really exciting. God, I, I, I love them. Um, I love E3 time. I, I, it'll still be, it's, it's the best. Yeah, it will still be weird. Cause it won't be back to normal this year. I think, you know, a lot of people still think E3 is on its deathbed, but it's um, that's going to be super, super exciting this year. Mm, yeah, for sure. Wicked. All right, well, Definitely. anything to add on that before we sort of move on to some other bits and bobs that we can talk around? There are some bigger talking points as well. Uh, no, no, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Uh, it's just crazy, crazy amounts of hype. Crazy really. amounts of hype. Um, <laughs> it's the baseline, really. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I guess, obviously, as well, though, it was worth mentioning, they said, um, obviously, after the 20 games that dropped into Games Pass as of today, not even within two, though. Yeah, that's weird. And not um, there was there was another two as well. What there was another sequel that wasn't in there. Fallout Three was, was in there. Yeah, okay, that's weird. That wasn't the one I was thinking of. But yeah. there was another one as well. There are a few things um, like uh, Dishonored, Death of the Outsider, isn't it? There either, and that's a standalone. Like it's not. Uh, I haven't played it yet, but there are a few things. Supposedly, The Evil Within Two and Fallout Three aren't in there because they were on PlayStation Plus not long ago, and. When that yeah, happens. just the new yeah Wolfenstein the new order new as well. Order, wasn't that's there. right. That's the yeah. first one though, isn't it? Oh, the Doom twenty sixteen isn't in there either. The first Doom, the first Doom reboot. Oh no, no, yeah, the new order is on there. Sorry, Colossus. yeah, you're you're right. It's the first one that's not on there. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I kind of wanted to play the second one, so I'm actually kind of over it now. <laughs> what I was going <laughs> to complain about, <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> I think they'll come. Okay. It's just like I said. I think there's just weird contractual things like Fallout Three and the Evil Within Two were on playstation plus not that long ago so as a result they're kind of bound to playstation for a bit longer so they'll turn yeah. up i'm sure yeah, um, i'm gonna play evil within two yeah and i'm gonna i want to play just on death of the outsider i mean i already own it but more importantly a lot of these games should hopefully be, uh they te- they teased frame rate boosts for some of these games as well um we don't know how many obviously uh-huh. um but fallout 4 was supposed to be one of the ones in the initial lineup that had a frame rate boost that it was leaked uh-huh. um that would be cool but they, it obviously wasn't so everybody's thinking what's going on but now i think they just held it back because they want to release a batch of, of frame rate boosted um games yeah, skyrim fallout um maybe some others hopefully dishonored i'm really crossing my fingers for all, all the dishonored games because yeah, i yeah. always felt like dishonored was so smooth anyway but they're 30 are they yeah, yeah, they're 30. They are, they're, oh, they're, I mean, their art yeah. style is very smooth. I mean, I think they're locked 30, but um, mm. yeah, it's one of those things that it's just like, there are lots of these games I'd love to go back and play, but fuck me, is it hard to go back on 30? It's just really yeah. difficult. It's like playing yeah, Control, it's, it's just, oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Hopefully frame rate boost news. Um, I think, you know, we touched on that last week. Like we said, it's only, it's only going to get better and the, the more games, the more the merrier on that, really. Yeah. Absolutely. Wicked. Well, if we um, sort of go back through from the beginning of the week then, there was some stuff, and there is still some relevant stuff outside of Bethesda that happened this week um, in the X- Xbox <laughs> in the Xbox gaming gaming world. Um, so that, and some of them are like bigger, more controversial topics, so it's worth going over them. So, And a lot of it, as you can see in the notes, is actually... 
<laughs> it doesn't matter anymore because all the speculation fizzled out because we actually got the answers to it at the end of the week. Um, okay. So I'll just take us through sort of a bit by bit. Um, there was something else about. Um, I guess I guess we'll start with with this. There was in in Germany um, last week. The, there is a law which is one step away um, from being implemented, uh, which is about banning uh, loot boxes, or, or rather making loot boxes only accessible for adults. Um, all it needs is the approval of the Second Chamber of Parliament to enter into force. I don't know what that means, the Second Chamber <laughs> of Parliament, but it sounds very... Chamber important. of Secrets. It's more important than the First Chamber, let me tell you that. Yeah, there's yeah, a giant basilisk definitely. in it, yeah. Yeah, the basilisk needs to approve <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, he just has to hiss at a couple of loot boxes. Yeah, they like get it up on screen for a basilisk. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah. Ah! yeah, it's Take angry. It down. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't want it. <laughs> Take it down. Yeah. So and this is you know the eternal loot box debate. What are your thoughts on loot boxes? Uh, my thoughts on loot boxes are <laughs> a little bit mixed. Because <laughs> um, I do, I do. I do understand the fact that it can be considered gambling because it is, it's extremely addictive to keep cracking those bad boys open. Um, but then I think it's fine. It's just dependent on, on the game and how the game's doing it. Like if we look back to like battlefront two and stuff like that, that's not okay. Like I, I, I completely think that, the way they did their progression system when you buy a full price Dogs. game was just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For ba- yeah. Yeah. For, um, for that was just not okay. You know, you're buying a full price game and then you also just have to spend a crap ton of money to actually progress through that game and unlock the things you want. But like, I think the way the apex legends does it, for example, we play that a lot. I think that's fine. I think it's extortionately expensive, but it free is, it's game, a free, yeah. yeah, it's a free to play game. And the amount of value, like, sure, we've probably spent like a hundred plus pounds on that game. Probably when you add it up, I don't, I don't think we spent like over 150. I'd like to say it's like between like the one. This is a discussion I want to have in public. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, but regardless, when you factor that over the amount of time we played on it, it's absolutely worth the money. Like it is, it, like it's crazy the amount of value we've got out of that game when you think about it Mm. so like i don't know and i don't like the way overwatch did it as well Uh, again like my view on it is it's fine if it's free to play um and you're not just like drowned in it like Mm. it's cool because apex do it in like like events that come every few months or something like that or every couple months you're not just drowned in it constantly um but yeah i didn't like the way overwatch did theirs again i i i, I just think full price game no no what was wrong free with, to play what was wrong with overwatches well overwatches was the fact that you bought a full price game and you still like it was cosmetic only it, sure it was th- only 30 but, wasn't it it was only half price i thought overwatch was a full price game no i'm pretty sure it was only it was only 30 i could have sworn it was like a 55 pound game okay well if that's the case i half retract my statement but um (laughs) not fully retract yeah yeah. um but yeah yeah so my view on it is full priced is a bit of a no-no um yeah if you're if you're shut if you're doing it discounted and cosmetic and the way apex do it and stuff free to play i think it's okay um i just think maybe 
people just need to control their their children a little bit more i have self-control i'm an adult but if your son if your <laughs> if your 10 year old son just like goes into your wallet and steals your card i mean they could do that on amazon and just buy a crap ton of stuff what's the difference mm. like you need to control you need to control their um whatever know, if, you're, if you're complaining it, it's this yeah so yeah it's it's mixed i actually don't mind them personally yeah no I, I think i think i think mostly i'd agree you know i, I don't think that there's nothing uh, i want to say there's nothing inherently wrong with loot boxes i mean if you're a grown adult you can the problem is more that if they are implemented to such a degree that it uh inhibits like the progression systems of the game that's a fucking problem like if you're putting them in so much yeah. that I can't like find enjoyment fun. in other areas of the game. It's like, well, that's... Or if they're rigged in such a way that, you know, it's designed to give you the bare minimum just to give you the enough, like, just enough hook to keep playing. And that's the thing they usually are because a lot of these, you know, we're in, we're in a time of, like, data-driven decision-making for businesses and that often means that decisions are made whether or not where they sit on the, the moral sort of area, you know so nothing is moral about it <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean it is difficult because like i always remember and i like and this is why part of me met like makes me be a bit of a loot box apologist because i don't when they're done right i think they are kind of enjoyable like work and the reason this is the thing when people say like when why not just like make it into a progression system like why not just like take that loot and like you know give it to me throughout the levels it's like well Firstly, I don't see why you can't have both. But secondly, um, they do that because they know, and this is like like psychology degree coming in handy. <laughs> like random interval feedback is the best type of feedback. It's again, I'm not saying that that means that it's like you know quote unquote enjoyable or, um, but it's good for retention. It's, does retention equal enjoyment? I don't know. Yeah, that's a whole different philosophical mm. debate. But it's you know. People come back more often, and they, you know, they tested this with with rats. You know, if they give rats at six o'clock every every day, how likely they are they to go there? Um, you know, fairly. You know, how much are they willing to stand on electric fence? Oh, a little bit. And then it's like, well, how about we do it randomly? The rat's there all the time because it doesn't know when it's going to come out. The rat's waiting for some water to come out. Um, yeah. So you can see why that that sort of um, random interval uh, sort of conditioning is is really good. So like, I don't again it's difficult for me to say I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with them, but I do think in terms of the game design space, as long as it's not ripping apart and shitting on the fun I can have with the game. And I think that is like why we've now moved to a place of like loot boxes are cosmetic only, you know, you know, developers and publishers, they say this is almost like an advertisement now, don't they? It's like we have loot boxes, but they're cosmetic only. And that's kind of like a, a boon. That's like, Oh, it's a good thing. And that's of course, because, Hopefully, to us, that's kind of a, a signal flare of like um, the game's progression system isn't going to be impacted really, but we still have additional cosmetic stuff that you can gamble on, I guess. But that's the problem in my eyes. Yeah, but then I, I still, I still think I would still be annoyed if uh, fifty-five full price game, fifty-nine now with the next gen, um, came out. <coughs> sorry came out and they were just like um yeah we're a full price game but we also have cosmetic things that you can buy i would still be pretty annoyed because i just feel like they're they're trying to to suck the money out of my wallet um 
I I just I would just think poorly on on that on that company and the way they're doing it. Even if it's not impacting my game experience that much, it just comes across as greedy and desperate and yeah it's just a bit sleazy um but yeah if i boot up a game like apex that i just fucking i just click download on it doesn't take any money out of my wallet and then they're like hey have this your character looks cool i'm like fine i'm completely okay with that (laughs) yeah but it's just it's just a mentality thing it is a little bit because I i do think like the internet tends to freak out over the word loot box nowadays when i don't really think it's necessary but at the same time i i I do think the models, yeah, it's just the models that have to be adjusted in the game design space to have a loot box is, can sometimes be a bit shit. Like one thing I like, for example, at like Apex is like they throttle the amount of packs you get. And, you know, this is gambling things, whatever. You know, they give you loads up front and then they take it away. So it's like, oh, I've got to have my next hit. You know, it sound like an old grandma. Yeah. But like, that's what you know. That's what it is essentially. You know, they're pulling it away so that you can get more. And it's like, well, I wish that didn't happen because actually. There's more than enough cosmetic stuff in the game. You don't need to be doing that. Like, so that again, it's this idea of like, well, what's good for your business, but what's good morally? Like, yeah, okay, I keep coming back to the game because the game's fun. But like, in terms of those side progression systems, which to be fair isn't the bulk of the game, you know, it would be more satisfying to me. So at least how that's how I would describe it. It's just that's the thing. What if you go into enough detail about this sort of stuff, you just get into sort of like hypothetical like uh you know theoretical yeah. philosophical area and you you can't really get out of it so that's what it is yeah it's difficult. um but yeah i mean it sounds like we're both kind of uh impartial on the fact that we don't mind it given the scenario um you know loot boxes i i, I wouldn't want them to get banned like mm. I, I'm, I'm i'm not about that um but yeah i just think there's certain ways you go about it um, and I think even these days, if you go about it the wrong way, the the, the way that I've explained that I don't like it, um, I do think you just naturally get punished by the gaming community these days doing that anyway. So that's just naturally avoided regardless of law banning them or not. Mm. Um, companies avoid doing it in that way now just because... It's bad beyond, yeah. They, yeah, exactly. They will just be dead on arrival if, if they did that. So I think in itself, the community's almost invented a law against loot boxes kind yeah. of anyway just I, yeah. tailored differently there is it's definitely kind of an, like an example of the community maturing a little bit isn't it i think you know but I, I mean i think we can both agree that loot boxes for children should probably be regulated um i think like you say we should i think and i think this is a real problem though because a lot of games like we've had like a bit of a generational gap between for most parents not everyone but like parents of our generation and maybe the generation before us not knowing fucking diddly squat about what's a game boy like my mum and dad still call my ass yeah. a game boy so like they don't yeah. know anything so like they're not going to have any control over privacy settings so i think it's really important that you know these privacy settings are yeah. there and that the parents know how to to do that but let's make them more aware yeah but like that's not new though i think most of the time you know your dad's going to notice if you're gambling away 150 pounds at a time on their credit card so yeah but you you can cap a card spend on the on the concert anyway yeah yeah but that's what i mean i so I, like I, I still think like at a systems level like even because it, especially if you think about like we're not just talking about console games which are a lot more regulated than like mobile games right like mobile games are a nightmare like you can easily download a game yeah the nick a card and just to start going ham and, and that's a bit odd i, I feel like that even even at like a policy level i don't think we should be going into that territory like 
buying stuff straight up, sure. Rolling a dice on it. Mm. Yeah. It's a bit of a bad habit to be developing. Um, and like, you know, the reason they're doing this is because cause there is research suggesting, you know, it, it fosters bad decision making around um, around this sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's understandable. The, we- the weirdest one and the, the most controversial offender, at least in my eyes, is, and I love this game, but it's something like Hearthstone, right? <laughs> I mean, Hearthstone <laughs> it literally, is a microtransaction. Yeah. yeah. The game is cards. And you buy the cards, like, mm. like essentially. And I think that's kind of crazy. And I know that I have spent hundreds and hundreds of pounds on Hearthstone. Mm. And I've only played it for, like, four seasons, maybe. And it's because the game is... It's basically, like, you want to play the game, you give us money constantly. Like that, that I, I, I don't know how they don't get badly off for it. Right, I mean, you make a fairly. It's good a great point. game. We don't stop kids buying trading cards. Yeah. Yeah, I made that point. <laughs> you did in a roundabout way. You did, yeah. <laughs> because oh, I mean, nice. if, if, if Hearthstone is just a digitized version of trading cards, and trading and Hearthstone is a loot box machine game, then yes, why is that not just a parallel to? buying physical trading cards like if we're willing to call something where you open it and get random stuff a loot box then surely trading cards are just a physical version of a loot box it's exactly the same thing yeah but just physical and way more satisfying i think this is like a lot of (laughs) yeah i like other people have spoken about this before isn't it because they can when it's digitized they can add like so many effects it's just you you know you open a pack and you know everybody's like legendary (laughs) everyone's like and you're like nothing that I, yeah, but nothing beats cracking open a, a pack in physical. Like you do get the, the smell. physical way you do it. You do it's incredible, yeah. and it's the way that you open it up backwards and you and oh. you and you look at the cards oh, like in reverse, doing the one stop. at a time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I it's like, amazing. But you know, because they clearly took notes from that when they're making Hearthstone, because they let you open it how you want, and like yeah. you can hover over it and see it. You can open it how you want. So they knew that there's kind of like people enjoy it, not just having it thrown oh, yeah, at you, but like you can do it how you want. Um, so yeah, yeah, they definitely had some psychology experts fucking oh, without doubt. just working. They got like a team of like four million working nine to five, figuring out how the human brain works when uh, uh, opening up loot boxes and cards and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it's I, I completely agree with the fact that um, the point that apparently I made, where yeah, you can't stop a kid doing the buying the physical cards, but maybe we should. But like, and it's the same as someone like Amazon as well. Like my cards on Amazon. If my kid has, I don't have a kid, but theoretically, if my kid has access to my Amazon, he could just go crazy and buy whatever the hell he wants. There's some mental stuff on Amazon, and there's nothing stopping like that. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah anyway. but it, it's 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 just that Parents like the kids being exploited. That's the thing. Like that's diff- different like, you, know, you can see it up front and like those packs are designed to draw people in and when you're drawing someone in who's doesn't have a job or any sense of value or money that is a bit exploitative and i think you do need to start putting a line under it's like well hang on what's exploitative versus what what is like a consenting adult making a bad decision you know mm. yeah so that's a fun one loot boxes are always fun yeah um, always and do you know what actually just like on a quick tangent, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but imagine a, 
it's weird because nowadays multiplayer games probably from like what 2010 onwards maybe maybe a bit later now, it's quite a recent thing 2015 onwards multiplayer games cannot be competitive anymore unless they're free and like you've seen that in all the biggest releases even with battle royale yeah well i mean battle royale battle royale's being the most popular but obviously fortnite probably kick-started that trend the warzone was like a, it's like a free-to-play edition yeah it's, it's, it's got, separate to the game yeah, yeah which is mental you would never have thought that would have happened you know back in 2005 when every game was trying to bundle in a multiplayer mode with a single player mode and now we've just like done a full 180 and that's not happening anymore halo infinite is pivoting away that's multiplayer is going to be free to play it's like these games because they they're all competing for your time they can't afford now that the cat's out the bag and some of them are free to play the others can't afford the disincentive of you paying money to get into it. So it's just funny mm. how that's all worked out. Like, And I think what I was going to say is, how funny would it be in a world, in a world where we never like went into the crypt you know, and found the tome of microtransactions and started using microtransactions? What would the world of 60 like full-price multiplayer games look like? Isn't that just a weird thing to think about? Like, because we're so far away from that now where it's like they have to be fueled like constantly by being free and then obviously microtransactions, et cetera, et cetera. But if we were at a place where just like like a single player game was, a game was released like price and package as a full multiplayer game, what does that even look like? Like I, I actually I'm struggling to tell you. The last thing I could think yeah. of is Titanfall 2 is the last thing I can think yeah. of that's actually coming to mind. Like it's it's pretty crazy, um, and I mean, it looks like less value for the consumer, really. At the end of the day, um, you know, so we kind of only ben- like benefited from it because I mean, even those fully packaged ones that you said, Titanfall Two, like they're they're pretty bare bones when you look back at it. I mean, like it had a lot. Don't get me wrong, but like you, you get that and more with free to play titles now. So. Mm. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's 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 quite a funny. Uh, it's just weird, world isn't it? That you just described. Yeah, it's just weird because even like in the old ones. Yeah. Even even in like okay. even in like COD Four, for example, um, whenever we got multiplayer expansions for that, it would just be they would be big DLCs. Like they wouldn't be, you know. It, the game would be split up, and I guess that's the downside. Um, that the games would split their user base, whereas when games have smaller microtransactions littered over a longer period of time, they can afford to be more fluid with the content updates. So, you know, there's a reason we've gone this way, but it's just it's just funny to think about an idea of a fully priced multiplayer game. So it just strikes me as weird. Yeah, it's it's very it's very odd. Um... It's just yeah, it's just crazy how much things have changed. Because I w- I would be willing to to slap a massive 60 pounds on a game uh, like Black Ops Two or like uh, Titanfall Two, uh, and now I'm so skeptical to doing that. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, it, it's it's pretty crazy. This yeah. Cool. Changed a lot, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how much time have you got? Uh, I've got another like twenty minutes. That's fine. Yeah, okay. I, I just had to sort of just clarify that. That's, yeah, that's right. That's, that's why nice. I asked you to just carry on while you were speaking. That's right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, good to go. Cool. All right. Well, there we did it. We did the loot box conversation. Won't be the first. Well, isn't the first time. Won't be the last time. I'm sure we'll come back to it at some point. 
Yeah. So, um, we've got a potential Skyrim 10th anniversary edition teased by an insider. Um, don't know if it's happening or not. Skyrim, oh. we're going to get it again. I don't. I don't <laughs> want it again. Dun. I'm sure Dun. this is Dun. such a dead <laughs> meme Dun. on the internet. <laughs> but fuck me, man! Just put Skyrim teased, six man. feet under. No, just just leave. But it, I'm man. never rot. I'm never adverse to the. I'm never opposed to the idea of playing Skyrim again when it's been updated. I don't know why. I, I kind of feel like the game is. T- it's kind of timeless like that, and I, I. I somehow feel, and this is kind of weird because I guess Skyrim is kind of like the first like big single player game that I really like got into. I think. Um, especially in that genre like nothing has ever tried to replicate Skyrim's success it's so weird like I was talking to someone I read about this the other day you know somebody said you know I've never played like any of the other scrolls like should I play Skyrim or is it going to feel like dated and I was like well you know maybe some of the combat some of the graphics some of the animations might feel a bit outdated but Skyrim kind of like revolutionized the open world genre to be honest, like Absolutely. before, that, nothing did what Skyrim did in terms of the scope of the world, like the size of the skills and the progression systems and how organic it all is. Like it's absolute. Like most open worlds followed what Skyrim followed in its footsteps, and it's just, oh yeah, I, there's just something about it which is so like I'm absolutely okay with going back to this. It's um, it's a very special game. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. It literally paved the way for all other rpgs um to to that extent i i do agree and i think things have tried to to go in at success um like witcher 3 comes to mind yeah, and stuff no- like that and they have succeeded but yeah it's not quite the same as skyrim it's not quite open as open and it's not quite I don't know. It's, exactly, Skyrim's it's hard to put your finger on, but it's but like I mean, jank, the jank. Yeah, it's just not as, not as buggy <laughs> for better or worse. But like, I mean, the most obvious thing there is that no nobody's done it in the first person genre. I mean, I know you can flick to third person in Skyrim, whatever. You can say that. like you're a Fallout psychopath 4. if you use that. But what you can say like Fallout Four and stuff like that. It's not like it's reasons. not like fantasy though. You know, that's more like I guess post-apocalyptic dystopian whatever. Yeah, it's, I mean, a shoot. it's a shooter. It's a shooter mutants there we it's go we did fancy. it it's a shooter okay well, it's not <laughs> nobody fantasizes <laughs> about oh, mutants you psycho oh well I don't know. you don't know what i do after class <laughs> yeah. so yeah, don't um, judge me the kink show. yeah yeah no i i completely agree and it is a very special game but i and i i do love the idea of going back to it sure but mm. when i boot it up i'm not interested like <laughs> I, I just won't. I, I, I just can't anymore. <laughs> there's only so much. <laughs> there's only so much yeah. a soul can take. You wake up in that fucking like, trolley with that fucking long-haired, yeah. like, blonde guy. Like, oh, you're awake. Fuck off. Go away. I know that you're awake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For, yeah. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with it. <laughs> well, Fantastic game. Really, really, you really... Wouldn't... It's fully upgraded, life. 60 frames, 4K, like all the textures. Like, not, I'm not talking an up-res, like I'm talking like a, like a, a mild remake. No. You wouldn't. I don't think so. I'm outraged. You're, make, you're making me second-guess myself. <laughs> you, oh, I, don't, I think you'd have to see it but and hear the music again, but I think I think you. it'd be hard to say no to, especially in games fast. No, I just can't. I just, I just can't talk to Parthenax anymore. 
too much for me to take, dude. The fucking greybeards. I'm sick of the greybeards, actually. Yeah, I hate that segment of the game. <laughs> I hate it. I hate climbing Mount Hoth. I can never find the right way to climb the mountain. I can never. No. I always. I just jank the back. Climb it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just jank climb it. <laughs> I can never find the right uh, way. Do you know what? I think because I did one time, and isn't there like a troll? On the path. There's a troll. So everybody's yeah. just like conditioned to not go up that way because the, the dude just smacks you off the edge. Yeah, I just leave Lydia to take on the troll. Yeah. Most of, sometimes she <laughs> yeah. comes back. Good sometimes luck. Sometimes she doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes Rest. she just gets whacked off. Rest in peace, Lydia. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think, because this also ties into like, I think you said your most anticipated uh, first party game from Xbox is Avowed, which is like, which really is the. Again, like nobody has tried to like really replicate what Skyrim. There hasn't been like a first person open world yeah. RPG melee type magic game, whatever, since Skyrim. Nobody's even tried because Skyrim set the bar so high. And Avowed is the first <laughs> to do that. And you know, you saw that clip at uh, the showcase last year, and you're like, oh, hello. Yeah, I got looks, very moist. This looks fucking nice. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully we'll see even more about that soon. But yeah, that's, that's Skyrim. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just a few weird little things, really. Um, have you heard about? Uh, Edge is being updated. <laughs> Edge still there. Edge is up, yeah, I know. <laughs> what the fuck is it? Anyway, I know it's this, just... po- this podcast is brought to you by Edge. We're actually doing yeah. it on Edge. <laughs> no, no, no. We're accept, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Phil, we accept um, check or direct debit. No, if he paid me, I still wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's too much. I use Bing though. I use Bing all day. Yeah. Microsoft rewards. For the rewards. I'm addicted to that. Um, you are. They Edge is getting updated to a version called Chromium. Wow, suable. Yeah, actually, is it called Chromium? I don't have the name here. It's in, that's the name that's in my head, and I'm now thinking maybe it's not. I'm sure it is. Um. Anyway, so that's supposed to be updated to like on Xbox as well. And supposedly, people who are testing it inside are say that you can play Stadia through it. So you on some builds you can oh, play I Stadia hear about this. on Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, I, I, Stadia is still a thing, apparently. But yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. You'll be able yeah. to play Stadia until it's it's gone in six months. I don't know why you'd ever boot up uh, like uh, a console like the Series X and then open Edge and, stream. and then go on Stadia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just a flex. It's literally just a flex on Google. That's it. Yeah, it's. Um, but hey, it's kind of. But cool, you can do right? it if you want. Yeah, it's an option. Like sure, I'm 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 okay with Edge being updated. I guess it really changes my life. None, <laughs> but it's kind of cool. I guess yeah. it's just the, it's just the weirdness of the tech of it. I guess and the open platform yeah. that, that Xbox is because it's like it's, it's on an enhanced version of Windows, isn't it, or something? The UI anyway, or the, the OS. Mm-hmm. That's what people say. So yeah, pretty cool. Maybe one day we can pretty play cool. Snake or, or Minefield. What's yeah, a bit of pong. Minefield, <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So as we're coming into um, when was that? Sort of midweek. Um, there was, I think I spoke about him last week. Jason Ronald, the hardware designer for Xbox. He met. He was on a podcast with the, these guys called the Iron Lords podcast, um, mm-hmm. and they said to him, uh, "You know, what's your most anticipated uh, first party title coming up this year?" And obviously, we've got. And I, I blanked on this last week. I was listening back to it, and I blanked on Halo Infinite coming this year. I said Microsoft Flight Simulator's coming, and then I said, "Oh, what else is coming?" It's fucking Halo <laughs> Infinite. Like I couldn't remember. Yeah, uh, surprised I didn't correct you. Yeah, yeah, I know. So anyway, so that's something. And in response to that, Mr. Ronald said, um, "My most anticipated game 
isn't announced yet. So there is something coming. Something's happening. We just don't know what that's it is. Pretty, that's pretty cool. So, uh, that is, yeah. Question mark. People, you know, we don't know if it's going to be Forza related or whatever. I don't know. But something's happening. And that's pretty much mm. that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's very exciting. I mean, I'm, I'm always up for something just coming out of the woodworks and surprising me. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. Should be cool. Yeah, again, it again it's, cool. it's that E3 thing. Like, it's going to be huge. I mean, does, so he, does he have a sort of like history for specific games that he loves? Like, is it likely yeah, to be car related or something like that? Uh, I don't really know. Yeah. Much about no, I, I don't know either. Plays. I don't know. I mean, supposedly, there, there has been murmurs about Forza Horizon 5 potentially being this year. We, I mean, we saw the in engine stuff for Forza. The next one was it Forza 8? Forza, oh, like, uh, you know, the mainline racing games. Yeah, I don't know. We don't really play those. But yeah, I think it's like, I want to say eight, maybe nine. Yeah. I think it might be nine. I don't know. Regardless, a car, a car game. Car game, yeah, car game. So, yeah. car I mean, game on road, car game off road. Yeah, and I, I, to be fair, I've always wanted to try and get into a Forza Horizon. Um, like They always seem very cool. Um, definitely more than just the Forza uh, Motorsport. Uh, titles yeah uh, horizon has always appealed to me um and i do give three uh, a, a little bit of a go with, mm. with you guys and it was quite fun what do you mean four yeah do i mean four the one that was based in britain was that four, four? Four, two. Yeah, four, two. yeah um yeah and it was good we did play a little bit i kind of wish we played it more um but yeah the idea of it is just it's just way more relaxed and it's just way more you, you just you just you just fuck around really mm. um yeah. And it is, it's quite a cool concept. Um, so I wouldn't be, you know, and it's, and it's coming to Games Pass, right? Like, mm-hmm. no skin off my wallet. That's, just, that's the thing. Because you have a skin wallet. Um, Police, this I man have here. Sk- <laughs> I have a skin <laughs> wallet. Um, yeah, so like, I would, I'd probably play it, even if it was that. Yeah. So it's pretty, pretty hype. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say no to, isn't it? I mean, it's, um, Forza Horizon 5 is supposedly going to be in Japan. Um, that's been a, like a big fan request Ooh, for a load of years. That um, would be very pretty. I think it's yeah. I think they've got a bit more mass, uh, wide appeal, don't they? The Horizon games. Um, but even then, like I'm playing it and I have a good time, you know, driving around. Like we did a couple of the challenges, and that was pretty fun. Like I just definitely wouldn't mind doing that again. I might have to re-download it now that I've got my external SSD. Um, mm. But yeah, I. But there's always only ever going to be so much that it hooks me because the progression system is, is like sim stuff. It's like, oh, here's a spoil. I, I don't I don't even know the terms. I can't even take the piss out of it because I don't understand cars enough to try and take the piss out of it. You know, it's yeah. so it's like, here's adjust the pressure of your tires. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I just want to drive a lorry like really fast across a field. That's it. Yeah. And ram into my friends. Exactly. A part of me um. just wants them to sidestep horizon a bit and make a slightly more arcadey one um because I, yeah. I think they can nail it man I, I don't know i think they could but then i just don't think it's the the, the name forza it it doesn't you're kind of dragging it through the mud yeah i mean uh, maybe under a new ip or whatever because yeah. they, they do the hot yeah. wheels stuff and if they just did like a fucking a full hot wheels game that was just like a mental, like a bit arcadey, you know, with boosts and shit. Like, that could be pretty cool. So That's I what you've got Doritos Crash Course for. <laughs> oh, Doritos Crash Course. <laughs> yeah. Kicking off the free to play genre. Yeah. I think a Hot yeah. Wheels game actually did get announced the other week, but it wasn't by Playground, the guys who usually make 40 games. Um, I don't know what's happening mm. with that. 
I don't care. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's supposedly more stuff coming this year. Maybe Forza related. Who knows? But cool. nonetheless, all exciting stuff. Doom Eternal Part Two got teased um, earlier this week, and it's coming out next week. Actually, on the fifteenth, coming on Tuesday, Monday. No way. On Monday, yeah. Um, uh, I did. Have you looked at any of the DLCs for, for Doom? You haven't finished Doom yet, have you? I haven't finished Doom yet. No, I got a really. I got pretty far through it, but I think what burnt me out was the fact that I was just one. I was doing it on like one of the hardest difficulties, and two, uh, I was m- making it. I, I felt like I had to collect everything in each stage. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. And I did, and I did for like all of them, uh, like up so far up to date. But I think I just burnt myself out on it, to be honest. Um, and uh, yeah, I do really want to go back and complete it. I love that game. Like I very, I really enjoyed my time on it. Um, it's so high adrenaline. I, yeah, it's it's bonkers. Yeah. Like if I played it now, I think I'd just fall asleep. It just takes the rest of the energy in my body to play that game know, after a day at work. Right. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Sure, but yeah. yeah, fantastic game. And yeah, I don't know too... I know the first DLC didn't really do that great, though. It, no, it? I was just having a look. And it's, got, it's got a Metacritic scores of like 76, 77. So I mean, not bad, yeah. but given that Eternal was one of the Game of the Year contenders, it's um, with, what was it, like 89, 90 or something on Metacritic, which is ridiculous for the type of game that it is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it did come out a little bit lukewarm. So all the trailers are fucking sick for it. And, and by the way, all the concept art for these expansions has been like so good. Have you seen it? It's like uh, if you if you do see it, it's it's worth like, having a look. I've seen. I think I've seen a, a couple in passing. Yeah, um, yeah. The yeah, like yeah, the artwork they do for it is really good. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's Doom Eternal coming out next week. Yeah. Nice. Something else which kind of came out of nowhere in the middle of last week was Rust got announced for console. Like Rust? Yes. Yeah, I saw Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw your message as well. I, I, I read a, an article about it as well uh, yeah. before your message. But very weird. And, I mean, do people really, really want say. Rust? Rust is huge though, isn't it? Like People love Rust. Yeah, but would people... I think... I don't know. I, I can this tell you. Exactly sort of console community. Rust is is just it's like an arc. Yeah, that's what I thought. But it's like not a sandboxy quite... kind of build your own survival type multiplayer game, isn't it? Yeah, but I think it's solely just sort of like PvP. You just fight other people in the server. I don't think there's any like nature or like Zambos or anything like that. Mm. Um yeah, I think it's solely just sort of PvP and you just it's yeah, it's 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 a weird one. Um I've I've seen obviously all the YouTubers play it with their mates and stuff like that. Never really sparked my interest, um, to be honest. And yeah, I don't know. I just you know they obviously think there's a market for console players to enjoy that, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's probably a bit too late. But I don't know. Yeah, I I, th- I do think there is a there is a space for a lot of those PC games to move to console, and a lot of them don't for some reason. I don't. Like there's a lot of console games moving to PC, but you don't see it the other way around that often. Um, I don't know no. if it's just a pain in the ass to port it over from PC, but yeah, you know, and a, a lot of them I think are just small studios as well that yeah. make these sort of games. Yeah. So it's just like they're happy with the player counts they have running it on Steam, and it's a lot of effort to get these things over. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think to um, some degree there's an element of quality control that console players are used to as well because stuff does release on Steam and it just is what it is, you know, and you're kind of used to that, but. 
on console. Mm. If stuff comes out really buggy, people will just uninstall it. You know, you'll never see it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. rust. That's the nice taste cool. of rust in our mouths. Nice. Um, other bits of small bits and bobs. Oh, I, I meant to say when we were talking about Forza Horizon Four, it, uh, it released on Steam. It's been on um, Windows Store for a while, but it came to Steam only last week. Um, and it shot up to number one and, and then very quickly dropped to number two. And it's been holding at number two just, beho- just below Valheim uh, since then. Um, so it's obviously having a lot of success on um, oh. on Steam. And I think some people have even said it's, it's, its sales projections are on for the best-selling racing game of all time or the most played racing game of all time. Like it's going That's above, crazy. It's going above Mario Kart, things like that, so... That's bonkers. I would not have thought it'd make that big of a splash, but yeah, a lot of people are playing. Wow, it. reviews are coming in a bit middling though, because apparently it's there's a few bugs on the port, um, and it's still full price rather than coming out obviously a few years mm-hmm. later at half price. So, but yeah. we all know Forza Horizon Four is a phenomenal game. That's not a surprise to anyone. It's literally yeah best. Those guys who make those games are the best in the world at making driving games, and I don't think many people would, oh, would yeah. fight me like- about that. They're just the best in the world. Like just like the the scenery and the aesthetics yep. and the attention to detail is just mental. Um, They're making yeah, Fable. It's... Oh boy, yeah, that would be great. Fable would be great to look at, but the moment you swing a sword, you're just gonna vomit. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> the combat is just like the worst ever. But my God, does it look good? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They've hired a lot of combat uh, 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 people, so yeah. not about no, she'll be fine. Sure, I'll be fine. Another weird little thing was sometime last week, it didn't really make that much of a splash. Maybe it's because so many people thought it was fake, but there was supposedly a Crisis 4 leak. Okay. It was a Battle Royale. Okay. It was third person. Oh, and it no. looked like absolute shit. Wow. It looked dreadful. Uh, so they decided to just defib the Crisis uh, body bring it back to Battle Royale sounds like a cash grab yeah I, I don't know I mean it, it didn't look like it was ready to be seen by people you know this could be in like like a pre 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 alpha um, game yeah, I have yeah, no idea sure. but like it was playable but it just looked like awful like there were not textures on lots of places so it was clearly not finished yet but they did it in the style of the Halo 4 leak like the famous Halo 4 week, uh, leak to you it's, which, which was like leaked a few months but maybe even like a year before Halo 4 came out just to a bunch of shitty music and it was like a, it was like a potato filming on, a, on an old TV and everyone was like this yeah. is obviously fake and it turned out to be real so whoever's filmed this has like done it to the same music track and in the same style I don't really understand it but anyway I, who knows if that's real but hopefully mm. not to be honest <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't think the world needs something like that no we're not ready um, definitely not no. ready no all for the, the wrong reasons Towards the end of the week, we also had a few weird things going on with the community. I think the community got a bit angsty, you know, the wider game community, and a couple of journalists got a bit um, full of cojones um, once the Bethesda news dropped. And even from, like, pro Xbox journalists, though. So we had... Are are you seeing this screenshot? What, the tweet? Yeah, the tweet. Yeah. So we had a couple of people... So we had Dan Stapleton from, from IGN. I wonder what effect Bethesda and Obsidian becoming sister studios will have on Avowed. If I were Microsoft, I might consider shelving that game and putting Obsidian to work on co-developing The Elder Scrolls Six to get that game out the door in time uh, for it to matter on the Series X generation. Hold fire. I know, I can see you frowning. It's weird. Guess what? <laughs> we had Dan Stapleton's colleague, Ryan McCaffrey, who's the the post uh, the host for Podcast Unlocked, 
uh, to the Xbox podcast on IGN. Yeah. Uh, with another weird take. Kill Grounded. Kill okay. Grounded. Jesus. And whatever the Outer Worlds team is on, merge them into one team and co-develop the Elder Scrolls 6 with Bethesda. Uh, have Obsidian get the ball rolling while Avowed team while the Avowed team keeps going and the Bethesda Game Studio finishes Starfield. Let me have Stupid. it. <laughs> Stupid. 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 These people just they're just from the outside looking in and have no idea. Like what why? Like part why of me thinks you... part of me thinks these tweets look really bad out of context and he was just like being like a giggly excited little like he was just excited and he was just like, oh like I'd love to see him scroll soon, blah 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 and just didn't think what he was putting out because like the people, like you know, the people who've been working on the grounded team is like a studio of twelve for like four years. It's like don't call for yeah. their game to be killed for no reason. Like what the fuck do you exactly? Call? Plus, it's a it's a good game. Yeah, like, it has some decent. It's, following, it's like. a good game. Yeah, like why why would you just kill that just so you can get your avowed your no your Elder Scrolls boner tickled quicker? Yeah, like no, just stop. Like these <laughs> people have worked. People have worked their lives to do this sort of thing. And again, like Outer Worlds, I mean, is Outer Worlds still, are they making expansions for that? Or is he saying like wherever they are? Like, I think he means kill, kill Outer Worlds 2, like Kill Outer Worlds 2 as well. Um, no, again, Outer... Outer Worlds was great. Yeah, it was. Um, it's had its first expansion release, which was Peril on Gorgon. And then it's, been there. its second one came out. No, its second one is coming out next week, I think, actually. Um, Murder yeah. on Heridius or something like that. Um yeah. I think I think the first one got decent reviews, but it was similar to the Doom Eternal expansions. It was like mid seventies, so people liked yeah, it more of the same. But you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that after that, though, after the second expansion, uh, Obsidian are then clean away from Private Division, who published who were publishing um, Outer Worlds. So that's why that they're continuing to release those expansions on multi-platform and and are still supporting Outer Worlds one because I'm sure they're they're knee deep into Outer Worlds two. Yeah. This yeah, no. it does it does scream person who doesn't understand how this works, doesn't it? You can't just throw people at teams and expect things to be done quicker either. Like it's it's really weird. Yeah, yeah, that's not how it works. Yeah, you can't just be like, okay, you're not working on this, you're working on that. Like they got to they got they got to gel in. Snip, they got to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's not just a case they just hit the ground running for these sort of things. Exactly. They're, they're so different. If a developer from Grounded was suddenly just thrown onto yeah. Animate Scrolls a dragon, stick, go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely stupid. It's, it's so stupid. It would just cause more problems, in my opinion. Um, and and yeah, Dan's tweet as well with the Fire Microsoft, like I said, shelving the game, being Obsidian. That's no. Like, why would you ever do that? Like just these people it's just it's the elder scrolls man people just get so moist for it maybe but it's not it's not needed let the game the game is is being made at its own pace the pace they're clearly happy with with the team they're clearly happy with throwing crap into the mix for that is just it's just going to jam up the machine it's not it's not going to it's not going to make it come out quicker it's not going to make it better like these these people know what they're doing and you don't. Yeah. You just want your game quicker. <laughs> yeah. It is weird because after all the talks of like, you know, Microsoft needs to give their studios more creative freedom and now members of the press are like, yeah. kill their games. Kill them. <laughs> Make money Kill that game. stupid game with <laughs> ants and spiders. <laughs> yeah. Me big boy. Me want sword, gun and dragon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, just a bunch of weird... I don't know. It was such a, a peculiar 
thing. I, I don't know what happened yeah. with that, but only make games. Yeah, they're like we want more creativity and freedom, but we only want high fantasy. Yeah, exactly. We don't want anything else. <laughs> yeah, fucking high fantasy, dark fantasy. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Every AAA game nowadays is dark fantasy. I could do with some other. So that's why I'll find Outer Worlds so refreshing. Outer Worlds are. It's just like it wasn't yeah. dark fantasy, like it was like a you know, comical, satirical, um, yeah. colourful shooter, but you know, whatever. Um, so, following on from that madness, uh, just a few more things, really. Um, also, midweek again, little thing Overwatch added um, Xbox Series X and S enhancements up to 120 frames. Uh, they added three modes. It was like a, I can't remember them off the top of my head. It was like a balance mode, um, you know, resolution mode, and then frame mode. Um, okay. That they haven't put anything out for PS5 yet. Um, supposedly, it's, there's no announcements, but supposedly it's because it's just harder to do. Um, because they're just, as far as I'm aware, they're just using the same, uh, like the same code from the Xbox One X and just doing it up. But for PS5, it's entirely different. Uh, and it's a, it's a testament to the whole smart delivery backwards compatibility um, thing that Xbox are doing. Clearly, yeah. it's easier on the devs. Clearly. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that in itself just proves it. Yeah, like Daddy Phil didn't pay Blizzard to to make these modes just for Xbox. They just did it because they got it out quicker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty cool. interesting. Really cool. That's pretty cool. Very cool. Um, Insider Special Ed. Okay. Who gets stuff right pretty often, by the way. He's he's on one of the forums, um, Xbox Era. He runs the forum, but. Uh, he's got a few things right. Uh, believes there's going to be quite a few Ubisoft games in Games Pass by the end of the year. Um, cool. There has been ongoing murmurs about this potentially Ubisoft Play or UB Play or whatever their subscription equivalent is is coming into Games Pass. But whether or not they come to that agreement, it seems somehow, if he's right, Ubisoft games are going to find their way into Games Pass as well. More of them, which is that would be great. Yeah, why not? Games Pass can have EA. They can have. First Pi, they can have Bethesda, and they can have Ubisoft. Can I, all, of them. all of it. Just everything, yeah. Excuse me, sir. Maybe one day like we'll just... All of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and to be fair, there's, I think Ubisoft are those type of games where their credit is... Not their credit, their reputation is a bit like bargain buckety now, because they're, they're, they're good, but they're consistent in their design, and so it's often like, you know what you're getting with the Ubisoft game. You know, things like phoenix and uh, far cry maybe five would be things that would be great to play on games pass yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah because we'd never actually played far cry five have we no. is that the most recent one that's the, like, the, the christian fundamentalist one yeah supposedly it's quite yeah good. yeah yeah i mean they always are there's no goal. solid um yeah no never why would they do that um and Ubisoft games always have good good bang for your buck. I feel like even if you buy them full price as well, like if yeah, you're definitely. if you're if you're doing these these sort of things, they they have a, a lot to play, you know, a lot of value in them. Um, so yeah, I'd be happy to see them come to Games Pass. It's fantastic value. Yeah, wicked. Um, something else that's kind of been swirling in the rumor mill is um, Assassin's Creed 2021. Um, everybody thought it was going to be China or over towards Asia way, but it seems that it's going to be France first. Um, a lot of rumours suggesting that they're going to be France for the next instalment and then the instalment after will be China um, and the reason what what doubly solidifies that is that the expansion for Valhalla is for France um, okay so yeah it makes sense if they're already kind of building the assets for it yeah the narrative threads are going in that direction so 
next week, yeah. which is, I guess, they had Unity, didn't they? Um, which kind of bombed. It was like the oh, yeah, that was one. in France. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it bombed because it performed badly. I wonder if that game, I wonder if they'll ever re release that. Like, yeah, I heard it was pretty good. If you were to go back to it, you know, in this in the state it kind of finished in, you know, yeah. I heard people said it was actually a very good Assassin's Creed. And yeah, yeah it just, it just, just everyone forgot about it because it had such a bad launch. Um, it's yeah, just kind of written off. The, the guys over at Digital Foundry did um, did like a bit of an, an analysis on it on like how it ran. Because I think they, they did something where they could like unlock the frame rate or the developers unlocked the frame rate and they ran it on some like higher PCs because this was a very recent thing where they unlocked it. Um, and apparently it performs really, really well. And they said like this is actually one of the better, not only one of the better Assassin's Creed games, but it's one of the best looking ones. It's just that I think they had overloaded it with the like asset quality and tried to go too high for the resolution. And the game just like, and the, the population density as well, like the NPC density was really high for like an Assassin's Creed game. Um, and all mm. of that obviously bogged down the launch and the performance, but yeah, I wonder if, so I think they're probably going back to France because they're like, we probably did France a bit of a disservice. We could probably do it again. Um, and people wouldn't be mad because, you know, 10% of the player base played Unity. Yeah. yeah yeah makes yeah. sense pretty cool pretty cool pretty cool uh, we spoke about this last week so I don't need to go over this again but um, I think we speculated that there is going to be a, a gaming conference or something we don't think it's going to be a gaming showcase but people seem to think it's going to be called the future of gaming uh, an Xbox uh, conference at the end of March uh, the initial date was March the 23rd but that seems to have been moved to the 26th now nobody really knows what, gonna, what they're going to be talking about but doesn't seem to be any indication that this is the event for anything new, any new reveals. So probably xCloud stuff, things along those lines, software, hardware, who knows? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's 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 a lot to talk about, and yeah, it's probably so. What March 26th? You're saying uh, March 26th, supposedly. Yeah, there's going to be something happening around then. Future of gaming. Yeah, yeah that's what they're going to cool. be calling it. Apparently, that's what all the insiders are saying. Um, so, it's a very bold title. It's a bold title, but yeah, I, I think it's I think it's going to be a more games and services thing. So, who knows? Um, yeah. Hopefully, they don't try and double Xbox Live Gold again. <laughs> this, is, this is what's so baffling about that decision is that they must have known this Bethesda. I guess they didn't know Bethesda was coming through, but like if they if they had said yesterday, here's twenty Bethesda games, and also we're going to be adding another twenty over the next four months, and they said Games Pass is going up three quid, nobody would have batted an eye. Nobody would be like, yeah. been like, yeah, right, fair enough. But with the yeah, Xbox Live Gold, yeah, they were just like, by the way, it's twice expensive. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Like, it's like, I feel like they, I feel like they smoked off squared up to me and like asked me to defend myself. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, oh. Yeah. So, give me more money. Yeah, it's Happy literally Monday. like, give me a lunch money. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. Maybe, yeah, maybe there right. is like a price increase on the horizon for Games Pass. Who knows? I mean, nobody would complain I, about it. I don't think as long as it's I reasonable. Could, I could see it, yeah. I mean, you, you see sort of price rises on these sort of platforms all the time with like Netflix and Disney Plus and all that sort of thing, you know, as they get more content and more exclusive content. Yeah, I, I could see a pay rise, mm-hmm. uh, a pay increase coming. Pay rise, yeah. Pay rise. So there is also, in, in the themes of directs and games conferences happening from different publishers, um, Square Enix is having their own one called Square Enix Direct. They literally just poached the name from Nintendo. (laughs) That's fine, I guess. That's on March 18th. Um, Supposedly, there's going to be information on, to name a few, Life is Strange, Outriders, Avengers, uh, potentially 
something Tomb Raider related as well. Um, all speculation. We don't. About... I, th- I think Life Strange is a lock. Outriders is probably a lock without being uh, just at the beginning. Of yeah. Life, um, and the rest is, is speculation. So. No Final Fantasy. Sad face. Squinix, yeah. Yeah, well, that game's never coming to Xbox, it seems. So. Yeah, that is pretty sad. I guess I'll have to buy a PlayStation for something. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. So that's the thing, yeah. Um, I don't know what we'll see out of it, but um, I wonder if they'll show anything else, show anything new. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, so that's mm. how. I can't see it. I think they'll just talk about, yeah more things coming today mm. uh, well yeah I mean, te- technically there'll be new stuff with Outriders and stuff like that but, well Life is Strange yeah. isn't announced yet so technically that would be new but I can't yeah. imagine any Megatons you know um, Avengers they'll probably just be like another character even though they've yeah. only just released Hawkeye or something haven't they yeah I think Spider-Man's um, due next uh, yeah so potentially more. potentially some early gameplay of a new character in Avengers or something yeah Wicked. Right, well, as we move on to our last sort of item for the day, um, there was... Uh, 343 have been doing these things, like, monthly. Uh, they do, like, a blog at the end of the month, which details a part of the game, and they get people in. And they're all really, really wicked blogs. They always get me really excited when I read them. This wasn't that. They also do, like, an, um, uh, an Ask 343 stream um, halfway through the month as well. I think they did one last month. Either way, there's nothing huge here, but there were just a few bits and bobs um, worth going over. Um... When asked, the team said that there was going to be a dynamic weather system, which we kind of knew about because of the screenshots, but they did say there are things like a wind system and a fog system, um, which is pretty cool. Rest in peace, they also confirmed no playable elites, which is a bit sad. Oh, that is sad. Because I think everybody was kind of hoping for an Invasion 2.0, which has been rumoured that it's going to be a thing, but maybe if there is, it just won't won't be with playing Covenant. So, Yeah. I mean, is that just? Bruce. I mean, is, is all is all this stuff just on launch? Could be potential. Yeah, I guess so. They do they do content. mention something a bit later about what might be in at launch and what not. Um, okay. Yeah. No, no playable leads is sad. Yeah. Uh, no dual wielding. They also confirmed as well. I never understood why oh. they got rid of dual wielding. To be honest, I'm sure there's yeah, some. Dual wielding was cool. Some argument for it, and, and you know what. Talking about Halo mechanics is not something I want. I want a. I don't want a target on my back for all the Halo fans to be coming after me. But um, I always, yeah, I always thought it was quite cool. But um, yeah, I it, thought it was great. It is what it is. So yes. Yeah, I didn't have anything against dual wielding, but yeah. shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. Um, well, they said they said the main sort of theme they're going for with like, like like what we saw in the demo and what we've been seeing in the screenshots is that it's designed after the Pacific Northwest but they've also said there are going to be other biomes like high altitude areas swampy areas caverns war-torn areas deadlands things like that no surprise the game's environments are going to be varied so yeah cool they said phantoms are going to be patrolling at night more sleeping grunts at night too so it does sound like they, you know I, I keep saying that I, it, this game is sounding more and more like they're taking cues from Breath of the Wild and I, and I mean that in the best way um, in that it's very organic very alive um, it's very exploration driven in that you see something and you go to it and things happen um, yeah which is better than you know uh, the golden line on the floor you know things like a giant arrow telling you where to go next things like that because you miss out on yeah yeah, I agree. So we'll just have to hear more about that. A lot of the Sam, they had a, the Sandbox blog last month as well, which definitely indicated which pointed towards that that sort of uh, design, open world design. They've also yeah. said equipment can be upgraded, but no weapon upgrades. I'm assuming this is kind of just a story thing. So 
we don't if you remember when we saw the uh, demo f- uh, at the Xbox showcase there was a tab for upgrades and it got people speculating like what what how are you going to upgrade stuff in in a Halo game how's that going to work this seems yeah. to be that answer I guess that you upgrade equipment that you find which by equipment do they mean like the stuff you find your... on the floor. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like the, your bubble shields, you know, the, the one-way yeah, barrier they threw yeah. out, things like that. Um, so okay. supposedly that's kind of like... I think, and again, to me, this is ringing like Breath of the Wild vibes, you know, in, in the way that you found weapons and they decayed, you found like a one-use or a two-use grav lift, a one-use, two-use EMP, um, mm. uh, things like that, you know, grappling hook, that's obviously another one, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. I imagine we'll get more information on that, but it's hard it's hard to speculate on that too hard because um, we yeah. don't really know what the, most of the equipment looks like. But um, I like the idea of being able to upgrade stuff in campaigns. So that that all sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah, I'm always down for that. Um, and to be honest, um, the rest of it is just visual improvements around the board. Um, lots of wildlife, lots of choice. Did they improve? Did they improve the brute's face? <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, I, imagine, God. I imagine they have improved the brute's face <laughs> good old Craig God rest his soul good old Craig oh man yeah. okay yeah cool yeah it's always good to see so that's like kind of the bite size um, updates on um, on Halo Infinite but, I mean we'll be hearing mm-hmm. more about that at the end of the month in the blog post and I guess the next time we hear about that is, is the pre the pre three E3, pre-3, pre-3. equivalent, um, whatever that is, I think that's probably when we hear about it next, but even then, maybe not. If I if I was there, I'd make my own event for Halo, so. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, I would as well, yeah, with, with, with how much hype there is and how high, highly anticipated it is, yeah, for sure, makes sense. Absolutely. All right then, yeah. well, that is... Um, That'll be everything for this week. Um, I think we finished just under time, which is just a bit quicker than last week, which is amazing considering the amount we had to go through. Um, yeah. So, other than that, um, we'll be signing off. Any closing words at all, Tim? Um, no, not particularly. I don't have anything to say to our viewers, our listeners. Mm. Like, absolutely oh, nothing. Oh, yeah. Don't want to talk to them. Yeah, of course. No, uh, it's been a pleasure as always. I love uh, I love our little Friday evening uh, chats and hangouts, uh, talking about this sort of stuff. And it's informative because I don't always keep up with uh, all the stuff. So You're welcome, man. you get raw reactions from me. Um, and yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> we should we should call that maybe the title maybe. Real time reaction what? to Bethesda acquisition. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, clickbait, dude. Yeah, that's how you do it. That's how we do it. That's it. Channel growth. All right. Well, we'll sign off there, guys. Um, anybody who's listened this far, thank you very much. Um, we'll be back um, hopefully this time next, next week. week. We've got graphics and a logo now, so you know if you're not subscribing for that, yeah. I don't know what else you're sticking around for? To yeah, be we're we're, we're kind we're kind of a big deal. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Mm. yeah. Do you have a cartoon someone person else. made of you? Yeah. No. So. Yeah. And did you get someone else to make it <laughs> yeah. that wasn't part of this podcast? Did you yeah, pay someone else to heart. make it? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, guys, yeah. thanks very much for your time. Um, we'll speak to you next week for some more exciting developments in the Xbox and the gaming world. Bye-bye. Woo! Woo! Bye. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.